Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Weekly Transit. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. So retrograde is on its way out. Well, that ended last week, but Mercury is still stuck. You know, it basically is stuck at 24 degrees from January 31st until February 7th. And that's what this week is about, February 7th through the 13th. Yeah, I can still feel Mm -hmm. that kind of stuck energy. I've now acclimated to everything just being complicated and out of sorts and... A bit of that, like you said, like a weight kind of pulling down on us while we're trying to get shit done. Mm-hmm. And you had a lot of you've had a lot of <laughs> retrograde things happen to you in the last week. Yeah, just so many. You worked on that commercial. Yes. And it sounds like there was a lot of fires that you were putting out. Yeah. In that. <laughs> yeah, it was very intense. So we're going to see this commercial. Yeah, it's a Valentine's Day commercial for Headspace, the meditation app. Uh huh. And, like, John Legend is in it. Cool. So if you see the John Legend Headspace app commercial, just think of Ingrid putting out all the fires. I had a... uh, Oh, my gosh. There's big career things for both of us. I know. Went on the Astrology Hub. Thank you to Amanda at Astrology Hub for having me on the weekly weather as the guest. It was a lot of fun. And thank you to Jamie over at Astrology Hub who pushed Amanda to listen to this podcast. (laughs) Jamie had been listening to the weekly transit and was like, Amanda, you have to listen to the weekly transit. We got to get this guy on uh, the weekly weather. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, Thank you to both of them. Thank you to everyone who listened and or watched and all the really positive comments that were on there. I was like, wow, okay, cool. This is resonating with people. It's awesome. Yeah, people really loved you. There was so many amazing comments. Just really, really amazing support. Hmm. Yeah, if you didn't see it, it's all about last week, so it's still relevant. You can go watch it on YouTube. Sure. Astro Hub, the weekly weather. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, you type in Astro Hub and Astrology Hub, Astrology Hub, and it's like one of the first videos that pops up on their page. And then you get to see so. Scott's beautiful face because it's on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ingrid. Yeah. So we have some questions. A lot of people have been asking questions. So I want to I wanna talk about the questions. The questions are through Spotify. Mm-hmm. If you go into the episode, there's a little question mark where you can write us in your questions. So we've been telling you all about it, and you've written us quite a few. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. it seems to be a bit problematic because half of the questions are very specific. Yes. 
So I don't know if Scott can really answer all of these on here because they're basically things that you would find out in a personal reading. Yes. So maybe I'll read some of these. But if you have questions that are like this, we have uh, Scott does 15 minute readings. They're like $70. If you have a specific question like this, he can give you a lot of insight in that time that is very personal to you because these wouldn't apply to everyone that's listening. Right. Uh, like out of fairness to all of our listeners, like if you're asking a question like, what does it mean? You know, for me with my son in the eighth house and, and all these planets in the eighth house, well, you know, that's something that we'll get into in a personal reading. The yeah. questions that we're looking for are ones that are more general in learning about the language of astrology, less specific to you. These are a couple great examples here. Okay, I'm going to read a couple. Yeah. We have, okay, so we do have one question that is a, one that can apply to everybody. It says, I enjoy listening to your episodes daily while I work. This is Davis Family Acres. They want to know, can you please explain a house to us newbies? Yeah, totally. So, and I think that person also said, I'm going to buy the book or whatever. So, and the book gets into this as well, but I'm, I'm happy to, to share it on the podcast. You know, the houses, there's 12 houses, 12 signs. So each house carries the energy or the frequency of a sign. Uh, the way that the houses work is that describes different parts of your personality. So each house, there's 12 houses. Each house has a theme. And the sign that lands in that house and any planets that are in that house influences whatever the theme is of that house. So for instance, the first house is associated with the first sign, which is Aries. That's the house of personality. So you've heard of the rising sign. The rising sign is the sign that your first house is in. It's the sign that your first house is in. So if you're a Gemini rising like Ingrid, then her first house is in Gemini. That means that her personality is like the twins. It's conversational. It's curious. It's wanting to move on from topic to topic. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why Ingrid gets bored sometimes with the it's like, okay, we're done with this. Move on to the next thing. <laughs> but if there's any planets in the first house, that also influences your personality. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, but really this language is so visual. The book is ten dollars, the basics of astrology. If you go to the website, theweeklytransit.com that's the best way to really get a grasp on it. When you see it all in front of you, it makes a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Just in me working on the book with Scott, I feel like my level of understanding for astrology like rose exponentially. So just having the visual aspect just to see where they all lay makes the most amount of sense. But I guess in a nutshell, it is the different parts of your personality. Yes. There can be like the relationship aspect, your relationship with money, your relationship with people, um, your relationship with strangers, mm -hmm. all of these different parts of yourself and where the planets are influencing those specifically. And that essentially is what happens in a birth chart reading as well. It's like you get into the specifics of what it means for you when mm -hmm. things are falling in certain houses. Yes, right on. Exactly. And then maybe I'll read a couple of these other ones. So these are ones that are maybe a bit too specific, but just to give you an example of things that you could answer in a, a personal reading. Mm -hmm. This person says they have a stellium in their 10th house, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Uranus, and Midheaven are all in Aquarius, trying to figure out a career path. I feel so lost to not wanting a stable 9-to-5 job. 
thank you and I love you so much. This is Ariana Fiorini. Yes, you should get a reading with Scott because he can tell you exactly what the fuck you're supposed to do with your career. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) in fairness to our listeners and to Ariana, you know, like in order for me to answer that question in a in a manner that is respectful to the person that's asking it, yeah, I need more than just like a soundbite on the podcast. Yeah, it, yeah it's it, very personal it, and yes. specific information that yes, Scott takes it very seriously. It's not <laughs> lighthearted to tell someone what they should do with their career. Totally, path. <laughs> yes. Um, and there's another one. Hi guys, I'm confused on the Placidius versus whole sign house systems. Uh-huh. In Placidius, I have a stellium in Aries. But in whole sign, I have a stellium in Taurus with my son, and I'm not sure which to use. I mean, I use Placidius or Placidus or however you say the word. I don't even know how to say it, but that's what I use uh, because that's the one that indicates exactly what was rising on the horizon at the moment of birth. So when we're talking about the houses again, the Placidius, the houses they can be split from one sign to the next. Like Aries might be partially in your seventh house and also partially in your eighth house. But in whole sign, there's a sign. Each sign takes up an entire house. So instead of like your rising sign, Ingrid, is at 13 degrees in Gemini. So it splits the entire sign part of your gemini is in the 12th house part of your gemini is in the first house but if you were to do whole signs gemini would only be in the first house so i'm not here to say what's better or what you should use what i would do is what speaks truth to you i use the astrology to harness my intuition and so what works for me is Placidus. That's what works for me. So it doesn't mean the whole sign doesn't work or you shouldn't use whole sign. What speaks truth to you? For me, it was Placidus. That's what works best for me. I don't even know if I'm saying the word right. No, I think but, you are. I was, I'm was. i okay. looking at it and it's definitely not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I added a, a letter. Use this word that I don't even know how to say. Um, that's That's just what works for me. So the way that I learned about astrology was through my own chart and then through all my friends and family. So it's a practice. So practice whole sign, practice Placidus and, and see what, you know, when you do a reading for somebody, if you're, you know, read Placidus, read whole sign, see what speaks truth to them. But first, what speaks truth to you? What, what feels more authentic to you? I think that's great advice. I mean, that goes for every practice. There's so many alternate pieces and parts to everything. And it's like, yeah, you do what feels good and what resonates for you. Exactly. Exactly. I'm certainly not here to say, well, this is the way, this is the only one that, no, it's, it's up to you. What, what speaks truth to you? Trust your own intuition. Should we get into the week? Yes. But before we do, I did want to mention also I mentioned this a few, maybe a month or two ago, but I wanted to bring it up again, the Cosmic Pathway. Uh, If you're interested in having a weekly guide to help guide you through your life, that's what the Cosmic Pathway is about. So I have a couple of open spots. If you're interested, contact me 
write the cosmic pathway in the subject line. Let me know that you're interested and I can share more details with you. But this is something that I do that it really gives me the most joy is is helping people on a weekly basis and watching their progression, watching them achieve their goals and using the language of astrology to help guide them on the proper path. This is where you excel. Like you love helping everybody. So just anyone you come in contact with, you're always giving astrology advice to everyone around you. But yeah, you really shine when there is like kind of a track record where you can check in every week and work on all of your goals and just have having Scott there to hold me accountable and remind me of the things that we have talked about in the past. Like, I mean, basically before every time we record, I'm sharing my life with him (laughs) and he's telling me what is happening in the planets and stars for me. And anyone who's listened to this podcast for any amount of time can attest to the growth that has happened in the last year and a half for me. And I attest a lot of that to Scott and having this podcast and these check-ins with him and just learning how to implement astrology in my daily life and use it for personal growth. It's like, just how each lesson ties into the next and just setting you up for success in all areas of your life. First, we work on communication, then we work on career, then we work on relationships. And I'm probably saying it out of order, but they all relate to my astrological code and how Scott reads it for me. And yeah, just a great way to be held accountable. You know, and and really what I'm like, part of what I'm working to do is, is help you see your blind spots and break you out of those loops that we get in where it's like, why is this always happening to me? Like we get in these loops where it's like, you feel like you're not getting anywhere. So it's helping people break out of these loops, see their blind spots and thrive. Yeah. I feel like you, you are so good at going into those deep, dark corners and asking the question, why the fuck do you keep doing that? Ingrid, you said this is your issue, (laughs) but you just did the thing you always do and you're getting the same outcome. Hmm. And you just have a way of calling me out while also lending some humor, some levity, some encouragement, someone to laugh with you, someone to cry with you, someone to just open your eyes to all of your, all of the things you want to work on and giving you the support you need to succeed and not being negative about it. Yeah. You just have such a special way of pointing these things out in a very direct way that sometimes to me feels really funny, Hmm. even if it's confronting Yes, to just bring some humor into like, why the fuck did I do that? (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know why I'm doing that. And you're like, okay, we'll stop doing it. (laughs) And it just, yeah, it makes it easier, makes it easier for me to be kind to myself and also to keep showing up for myself when it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's like when you really need the support, when you want to do things that are out of your comfort zone, having someone there to support you, whether it's a new career, a new relationship, new communication style with your family, breaking out of these boxes that we have is not an easy matter. It's really, Mm. really hard work. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you for everything that you shared there. That's quite an endorsement. So yeah, I mean, it's, (laughs) it's been so impactful. Mm. We've been working on communication mostly Mm -hmm. since we've met, which was, is where the North node was. Is that what it was? In Gemini. It was in Gemini. Yeah. So that's been, the biggest focus for me and I'm really seeing those rewards pay off. And yes. Fucking crazy. Yes. And now we're moving into Capricorn. No, it's in Taurus now. Taurus. Okay. Oh, the financial. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. So it, it just somehow magically 
astrology has laid it out for us. That's the next thing that mm-hmm. just happens to be the focus of what I'm working on. Yes. And it feels good to have the support from you to be able to just see these things and really focus my attention. Otherwise, it can get so scattered and mm. we, we forget. Yes. Amazing. Awesome, Ingrid. Thank you. Are we ready to get into the week? Yeah, yeah. Now we can get into the week. Thank you for that. So this is the week of February 7th through the 13th. And on Monday, February 7th, we're looking at Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict. In its exalted position, Capricorn, aligning with the moon, the planet of emotions, in its exalted position, Taurus. So you have these two planets, the planet of action, Mars, and the planet of emotions, the moon, in these two earth signs, Capricorn, where Mars is, where it's exalted in a position of power. Capricorn is about achievement, responsibility that is required to achieve so that you can be in authority. The moon in Taurus, which is fixed earth, Capricorn is cardinal earth, Taurus is about stability, financial security. It's about establishing what it is you value and then doing what you need to do to secure what you value. So both of these planets in positions of power, this is such a marvelous time to ask yourself, what do I value on an emotional level? Like these values touch my emotions, like these likes and dislikes, whether it's how you feel about your relationships, how you feel about the food that you eat, the home where you live, the furniture that you sit on, the clothes that you wear, whatever it is you value. There, values can even go beyond the material. It's like, this, this is what I value in terms of life. What connects to your heart? What connects to you emotionally? And what are you doing to align what it is you are wanting to accomplish and achieve so that it can secure what it is you value. The two earth signs in the positions of power just feels very grounded. Mm-hmm. It just feels like this feels easy and it feels right. This is a time to feel emotionally stable about your material wealth and having a plan on how to get there, taking the action on how to achieve these things. It just feels like all of the puzzle pieces are kind of falling into place right here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like where's the ground? What is my foundation? What is the foundation that I'm standing on? Once I'm clear about that, then I can start climbing. The word that just comes to mind when I see this is stability. Stability. Mm-hmm. Yes. What is the stability that you're working towards that you're taking action to bring to yourself? That's what Monday's about. Moon day. Moon day. Aww. And we're talking about the moon. So that's Monday, February 7th. Tuesday, February 8th, we're looking at the moon in Taurus again. Ah. And <laughs> Mars in Capricorn again, but both of these planets are aligning with two different planets that we didn't talk about on Monday. So let's start with the uncomfy, the square. The moon will be squaring off with the sun, the planet of vitality, in Aquarius, the sign of independence. So Aquarius is fixed air. Taurus is fixed earth. Both fixed makes a strong alignment. But air and earth don't mix. That creates the 
tension, the stressful experience here where square, squaring off. So this is when you look in the sky and you see the moon today, it's going to be split in half. This is a half moon. This alignment, this square happens every time there's a half moon, right? Yes. A square happens every time. Well, whenever there's a half moon, it means that the sun is squaring the moon. So our identity is squaring our emotions. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. Vitality, identity, squaring the emotions. So there's some sort of emotional conflict. I always like to bring up the show Twin Peaks. If anybody watched that, uh, the David Lynch show back in the early 90s, there's a lot of B-roll cutaways to like the half moon. <laughs> and it, like it signifies like there's a conflict occurring here. Oh, I didn't know this. Yes. The half moon is conflict. So the conflict here is we're talking about the same thing as yesterday. What do you value on an emotional level? And the conflict is... How we see ourselves In the community. In the community. So think about who, who are you surrounding yourself with? Do the people that you surround yourself value what you value on an emotional level? And if they don't, that's fine. But do they, at the very least, respect what it is you value. If they don't respect what it is you value, then there could be some conflicts in the community over what you value in contrast to what the group values. Yeah, this is an interesting alignment because it's just showing you that there is a disconnect in your community with not seeing eye to eye. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And maybe it wasn't as present before, but other alignment that's happening is more like achievement and career based. So it's like, as you come into this, knowing what you want to do and how you're going to get there, that's going to be shifting your identity in your community. And as that gets dialed in, some of the people might not be aligning with what you are realizing is more important to you. Mm, mm, yes. And let's talk about the other alignment. It's Mars in Capricorn, which is working towards what you want to accomplish and achieve, like we talked on Monday. But today it's aligning with Uranus, which is the planetary ruler of Aquarius. So it brings that independent, outside-the-box energy. Oh, well, that really ties into it. It's like maybe these revolutionary ideas are not aligning with some of the people that you might be in community with. Yes, perhaps. Perhaps, yes. But also important to mention where Uranus is. It's in Taurus, which is material security. material security. Again, what you value. So maybe like what you were saying, you're not seeing eye to eye with the community based on what you value. This Mars alignment with Uranus might give you the impulse needed to break free Ooh. from this community or group that you're a part of. And just say, well, I'm doing things different. That makes it feel like it doesn't have to be negative. Like sometimes Mars can be aggression and conflict, but that doesn't have to be a bad thing. Sometimes it's the push you need to break free without thinking about all these fears and the what ifs and holding yourself back. It's like this is a moment where you see that things aren't aligning and you just take the action to move into a new space. That's the whole purpose of Mars is to move you through places where you're stuck. <sighs> and Uranus in its own way, is a similar frequency to that because it's just shaking whatever it's touching. And right now it's shaking our relationship to the material. And the whole purpose is so that we can have greater financial independence. So in order to have greater financial independence, you have to be clear about what you value. 
And if it's not in alignment with the people that you're surrounding yourself with, then it might be time to move to a different part of the mountain. You're climbing in a different area than them. This feels like a really nice alignment to have the square in combination with the trine. There is this discomfort coming up mm-hmm. with shifting. This Uranus energy is like shaking it up, but then also having the trine, the alignment that is supporting it. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it feels uncomfortable, but we know how to handle it. We have this support there. So we don't always have support when there's a square. So this is a, very much a gift. Exactly. It's like we're making you uncomfortable right now, but we're giving you the tools that you need to get out of this uncomfortable yeah. position. Yeah, I really like this alignment. Okay, so that's Tuesday, February 8th. Wednesday, February 9th. Now the moon has moved on to Gemini, where we're looking at a stressful alignment and a supportive alignment at the same time. So I the, like this. the this moon. Is nice. <laughs> yes. It's so nice because sometimes we're just stuck in these corners where we're like, fuck, this is just hard. Mm-hmm. And we are having these uncomfortable moments with, yeah, some support giving us the tools to get out of the situation we're in. Yes. So all three of these planets, the moon, Chiron, which is the wound in the ancient wisdom that is unlocked through healing that wound, which is in Aries, the sign of self-confidence, and then Jupiter, the god of thunder, the planet of luck and expansion, in the sign that it rules Pisces, the sign of intuition, compassion, and dreams. All three of these planets are at nine degrees. Nine degrees. So I encourage you to look at your astrological code and see what's at nine degrees because one of these three planets is hitting whatever is in your astrological code at nine degrees. Or if there's something at 10 or 8, 11, 7, it's it's affecting it in some way. So the moon, the planet of emotions in Gemini, the sign of communication, aligning with Jupiter in Pisces. This is the square because... Gemini is mutable air. Pisces is mutable water. Both mutable, strong alignment, but air and water don't mix. That creates the square. Squaring off for a fight. So this is a challenge because Gemini likes to keep things light. We, we oh. like to keep things on the surface, you know, like small talk, learn a little bit about a lot, you know, keep the conversation moving. Whereas Pisces wants to get really, really deep <laughs> and they want to feel everything. So how do you how do you bring these two together in a way that's productive for yourself? So Jupiter's expanding your unconscious. The unconscious is where we keep all of our psychological baggage that we don't want to deal with. So what does that cause us to want to do to escape? Drugs and alcohol, Netflix and chill, video games, Instagram, endless scroll, whatever it is for you, Jupiter is creating that urge for escapism because we don't want to face what we're feeling around us. And the moon in Gemini is trying to keep it light. Super high and super low. Mm -hmm. Really, I was having a hard time putting this together in terms of why it would be uncomfortable. But having your emotions just be like light and curious when it's really trying to you're trying to expand that subconscious. It's mm-hmm. like you're being forced to ask these questions about your subconscious and really delve into like yes, some stuff that you might not want to know the answers to. And so this is where the third part comes in, the support to get you there because Chiron is an Aries. So the wounded healer in the sign of self-confidence, where are your insecurities here? This is giving you the courage 
to ask those questions that you need to ask in order to face whatever is going on in your unconscious. Well, once you answer these questions about yourself, you become more confident. You, you are just realizing who you are, becoming aware of who you are. And that doesn't need to be a bad thing. Even if it's dark or heavy, it's like when you answer these questions, that's healing for yourself. You're getting to know yourself. Yes. Yes. So how can you embrace your curiosity, delve into your unconscious courageously, and face your psychological baggage with compassion through asking these questions and uncovering what is beneath the surface there, having the courage to do that. That's the assignment for Wednesday, February 9th. It is uncomfortable, but you get the reward of knowing that it will be healing this wound that you Mm -hmm. have, that we all have. Yes, that's the, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. You know, if that's even a good analogy, I don't know, because <laughs> is it hard to get to the pot of gold? I mean, maybe because it doesn't really exist. But, you know, this is that that thing you're working towards. It's yeah. difficult, but this is the reward, is the healing. And there's always healing. You're never completely healed. You will just keep healing and struggling and healing and struggling. Just as the sun goes up and it goes down and tide rolls in the tide rolls out so that's that so now to thursday oh yay this goes <laughs> nice and light well i wouldn't say it's light it's thursday february 10th and we're talking about it is light on the aspect that the moon is in gemini still and that's air and air is light and the other planet we're talking about is in aquarius which is also light but saturn is the planet that we're talking about. And if you see the symbol for Saturn, it's a cross of matter with the crescent of receptivity pointed down. I got Grounding you. Grounding you. Yes, (laughs) yes. But it is supportive because this is an air-air connection. So playing off what we experienced yesterday in having the courage to ask the questions that you need to ask in order to uncover your psychological baggage and face it with compassion. Now you bring in Saturn, the planet of responsibility. And that's heavy. That's yeah, that's a little more serious than I was anticipating. But this is about taking responsibility for your thoughts. Okay. And how your thoughts affect your emotions and how your emotions affect the community around you. So in order to have to make this clear and light, you want to clear out that unconscious, that psychological baggage And really be conscious of your thoughts, your emotions, and how, how are my thoughts and emotions affecting those within my community or the group club organization that I'm a part of? We can really just forget how big of an impact we have on the people that surround us. It's like when you have a shitty interaction in your day, even if it's just one, that can really stick with you like one bad moment with one human being. But the same thing goes when you have a lightness about you, when you are taking care of your psychological baggage and clearing it out. You have that one like positive, sweet interaction with a stranger and that can change their whole day. I love, love, love that you bring this up, Ingrid, because as we know, or maybe those who are new listeners don't know, I say this all the time, but the next time the planets and stars will be aligned in the way that they were when you were born is over 25,000 years from that date, time, and place. So you are unique. You are a miracle. You have 
special powers. You have an energetic frequency that is not duplicated by anyone else on the planet. So your energy that you, when you engage with somebody else, you're sharing your magic with them. And so if you come into contact with someone who's, like you said, in a really shitty mood or whatever, it can leave a mark on your day. It affects you. Yeah. So this is about taking responsibility for what you bring, how you affect other people. And also embracing your individuality. That's what Aquarius is about. It's about embracing that individuality, that you are a unique human being. And, and what am I bringing to the table? What am I offering? And how am I contributing to the group or the community that I'm a part of? In what unique way am I contributing? Am I putting up a facade and just trying to be the person that everybody, I think everybody's going to like? Because then the people that you're reflecting aren't really like you. So take down the facade, take down the mask, be yourself. It's about being more authentic. Yes. Because it doesn't have to be, like I said, maybe like a positive or a negative interaction, but maybe just being more human, more yourself, mm-hmm. communicating with your community more about how you really feel. And this is also brings in like the Gemini moon. It's encouraging other people to to be themselves as well by asking questions. When I look at Gemini, it's about asking questions. So what are the questions that you're asking the people in your community in order to get the conversation started? And then what are the questions that you're asking in order to keep the conversation moving so that we can come to a logical conclusion about what we need to do? What is the work that we need to do in order to progress our community into a place where we all have greater independence and are embracing our individuality. So that's Thursday, February 10th. Friday, February 11th. Ooh, some North Node stuff happening. North Node in Taurus, which we've talked about. The sign of values and material security aligning with two planets in Capricorn that we haven't talked about today. Both of these planets are made up of all three root symbols. If you have the basics of astrology, you'll know what those are. But this is Pluto, the god of death, and Mercury, the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld. Pluto is lord of the underworld. Mercury is guide of souls to the underworld. So this is the third time that these two planets have aligned in conjunction in Capricorn in the last couple of months. The first time was December 30th. The last time was January 28th. I absolutely love when we have these kind of like triplet things where we keep getting this repeat lesson to learn Mm -hmm. because usually by the third time we have actually learned how to deal with it better. And so this is going to be easier than the previous two times we've seen this present itself exactly yes so what's the lesson when you're talking about mercury the planet of communication and pluto the planet of transformation in capricorn the sign of authority it's about transforming the way that you communicate to authority or transforming the way you communicate as an authority i mean i think in both me and Scott's life, the perfect reflection is what is happening in our careers. Mm-hmm. As we become more confident and have transformed the way we communicate in our community about our achievements, our ambitions, our goals, we are being more and more well-received. Exactly. You stood in your power working on that commercial and spoke from a place of authority 
and then I did my thing on Astro, Astro Hub. So having these opportunities to practice a couple of times in smaller ways, you get to build your self-confidence and then you get to show up authentically. Yes. Touching on yesterday. It's like we come into these things slowly and we're setting ourselves up for success when we're working with the planets. We're able to arrive on this day with all of the tools that we need to really take advantage of the alignment. Yes. So think about the progress that you've made as a communicator from December 30th to January 28th to today, February 11th, and continue climbing up the mountain, taking responsibility for your thoughts and the words that you're choosing to communicate those thoughts. Now, adding the North Node in Taurus, this is a new wrinkle to to this alignment here. Because the other two times that Mercury was conjunct with Pluto and Capricorn, they weren't aligning with the North Node in Taurus. So this is a new wrinkle. The North Node is the soul's purpose, the karmic pathway of the soul. It's moving through Taurus, which is about learning and respecting what you value on a soul level. What do I value on a soul level? And am I communicating what I value from a place of authority? And you talked about authenticity. You know, that's part of communicating what you value. Am I being real about what I value? Or am I just saying that I like something because the people that I'm around say they like it and I don't want to be the black sheep here? Can it also be realizing what you're worth? Like reevaluating. Yes, it's absolutely. It's your self worth. Reevaluating your self worth. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Absolutely. But also in terms of like financial wealth, like monetarily. Yeah, monetarily. Absolutely. Money. Okay. <laughs> totally. <laughs> okay. When you think about money, we're talking about Taurus. Uh, though Mercury did align with the North Node in Taurus on January 26th, Pluto is in alignment with the North Node from February 5th to February 15th. So really think about these dates. This is a period for you to transform your self-worth in being an authority, standing in your power and appreciating yourself so that others also appreciate you. Moving on to Saturday, February 12th, we've got two other planets conjunct in Capricorn. These are two planets. Well, one that we've spoken of and one that we haven't. Mars, the god of war, is now caught up with Venus, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships. Now, this is... I don't know what to think about this. I mean, I... I, I want to say that I think it's going to be exciting in some way because uh, Venus and Mars are going to be riding together, like side by side, all the way until they arrive in Aquarius together. I mean, they're basically going to be conjunct through the first couple weeks of March. So you have the god of war, the planet of action, and the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships, action in relationships, like things are happening in relationships. Maybe you're you're finding that attraction that, that you've been wanting 
or maybe there's some conflicts in your present relationship, or maybe you're drawing closer to a partner you're already with, but things are not going to be stagnant in relationships between now, the beginning of February, and the first couple weeks of March. Things are going to be moving. They're going to be stirring up. There's going to be conflict and action in relationship. And this is all about you and your partner leveling up, leveling up. Like, I'm responsible for this. This is what I'm responsible for. I'm taking charge of that. And I'm doing that because you are responsible for that. And you're taking responsibility for that. And so is this equitable? Is this fair? Do you feel like your partner is lifting you, pulling you up the mountain as much as you're pulling them up the mountain as well? And do you want to accomplish and achieve the same things? Are your ambitions in alignment with each other or are they in conflict with one another? Yeah, I can see how this can be really powerful and in in a very exciting way if all of these things are aligning, if the answers to these questions are Yes, it is aligning. Yes, we are in balance. Yes, we are both pulling our <laughs> weight for the things that we said we were going to be responsible for. But, but if it's not, <laughs> then this can be very uncomfortable. Yeah, we don't totally. have the same values. My partner's not pulling their weight or I have not taken responsibility for my part in pulling my weight. And those are all uncomfortable things. So if things are going well, this is a good time to be grateful, be communicative about all of these things that are aligning, that's nice to talk about and say, this is awesome that we have the same values, that we are pulling our weight. You know, always having these check-ins in relationships, whether it's romantic or financial business partners, just being on the same page and doing check-ins to see if you are. Because if you're not, this is a time to, to level up and make sure you're both on the same page so things don't get all fucked up. Totally. I mean, there could be some relationships blowing up during this period between mid-February to mid-March because of this alignment. Now, there's a third piece to this puzzle, which is the moon, which we haven't mentioned, which is opposite Venus and Mars in Capricorn. The moon is at 14 degrees in Cancer, Oh boy! the sign that the moon rules. So the moon is in a position of power, again, just as it was on Monday, aligning with Mars, which is in a position of power, and Venus. So when you think of the moon and cancer, when I think of the moon and cancer, I think of the past. I think of your history, your origins, your roots, your upbringing. First off, I think of sensitive. And then when you say all of those things, it's like, this is where all of our potential triggers live is Mm -hmm. in our past. All of our emotional triggers in this time can be either soothed by having these stable relationships or very triggered when you're not getting your needs met and they remind you of things from your past. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So there's going to be there. There's in, in on this day, it's a lot of looking at the past and how the past has influenced your present relationships and the moves that you need to make in order to heal the past or rewrite the past so that the present can be the way that you truly want it to be. And you're not adhering to these old habits. So I'm thinking, I I did say something about communicating, but it feels like today is like the day of maybe realizations in your emotions, a little bit more internal. Yes. So my guess is on the horizon, there's going to be on the next day or the next day, maybe (laughs) some communication about it. (laughs) Let's let's see, Ingrid. This is my prediction. Sunday, February 13th. So 
We're 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 doubling down. It's getting on even the emotions. deeper. Yeah, it's Fuck. getting deeper. Okay. It's getting deeper because on Sunday, February thirteenth, the moon continues through Cancer, the sign that it rules, aligning with Neptune, the other planetary ruler of Pisces in Pisces. So we talked about Jupiter in Pisces earlier. It's the planetary ruler of Pisces, but there's also Neptune, which is in Pisces, which. That's deep. Is the other planetary ruler. So, yeah, it's going to get deep. My, like, Gemini rising wants to keep it light, but <laughs> there's some there's some heavy shit that maybe we figured out yesterday that we really have to go deep into. Yes, absolutely. And, and that's a, a big, like, sort of overarching theme and assignment right now with Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces. Like, these two planets haven't both been in Pisces aside from like a few months last year for 150 years. So we are experiencing what it means to feel empathy for other people in a way that people haven't really felt in over 150 years. So that's a big assignment for the the people that are living on planet earth right now to really delve into the unconscious, your psychological baggage, bring the moon and cancer, nurturing yourself, looking at the past. Why does this happen to me? Where does this stem from? Is it something that happened in my childhood? Is it something that happened to my parents in their childhood or their parents in their childhood? That's been passed down through the DNA, through the bloodline. It affects you. You are not just this, you know, insulated pod moving through life on planet Earth. You're affected by the people that you come from. So what was their experience on Earth in understanding that and having empathy and compassion for those that came before you can help heal you in the present? When we ask the question of how did it get this way? Where did it come from? it does give us a lot of compassion for our current situation. We don't always get all the tools that we need from our parents. Mm -hmm. Well, our parents certainly did not get all the tools they needed from their parents (laughs) and so on and so forth. So it's like every generation we are healing, we are opening up more and looking back on that, we can have compassion for how we got here and how our parents got there and how our grandparents got there. Yes. I mean, I just think of my mom's father is a genocide survivor I mean, he's passed on now, but, you know, his parents were taken from him and killed when he was five years old, seven years old. You know, that that resonates down the bloodline. I tell stories about him or my father and his experiences. It brings me to tears, even though it's not my experience. So, you know, maybe this is a day to really sit with what your family has gone through, the ones that came before you, really putting yourself in their shoes and understanding, holy shit, they they didn't have it all lined up and figured out. Yeah, we're all just doing the best that we yes. can with the tools that we have in front of us. Yes, absolutely. So hopefully this week brings some healing and some emotional clarity that helps guide you into the next week. Yeah, I mean, it's a heavy end to the week, but it feels very necessary. Like sometimes mm-hmm. we like to hide from these parts of ourselves because it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to show up when this is happening. It's so much easier to do the checking out. Yes. So try, if 
you know, these are the days when you can feel like checking out the most is maybe Saturday and Sunday. So trying not to check out. Check in. Yeah. And next week, you know, the moon will move into Leo and then we'll have the full moon in Leo. And so that gives me an opportunity to just a last minute plug. If you'd like to learn about the new moon and the full moon and what that means and how it's affecting you directly, enroll in my moon cycle classes at theweeklytransit.com. Yeah, and that's also a good place to get a little bit more personal as well. Totally. Each person, it's they're small groups that he mm-hmm. does, so Scott gives a lot of personal attention to each person's specific chart. It's not just what intentions you want to set, it's what intentions work for your astrological code specifically. Mm-hmm. So maybe some of these people that had these more specific questions, a good place for you, whether it's reading or maybe a full moon, new moon class. Yep. It's a good fit for getting some more personal questions answered. Awesome. Thank you, Ingrid. Yeah. And thank you to our listeners. And thank you to everyone who a- asks questions. Please yeah. keep bringing the questions. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. The Weekly Transit. 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 Transit.